0: Hey, it's your OptoLive team with your OptoLive podcast.
1: A rad program for personalized optimal living.
0: Enjoy today's episode. Well, hello, everybody. Um, We're here tonight. Dr. Amy Banner's here, Eric Banner. Uh, And uh, it's kind of an appropriate night, I guess, to be talking about uh, back pain and what that means. And I know, obviously, we got four pillars, but this might fit. Most appropriately under the moon pillar,
1: Amy. You think? Mm-hmm.
0: So, what do you have for us here? Why is this even appropriate?
1: Well, here's the deal. I woke up this morning, <laughs> um, and my back was a little stiff, but somehow, as the morning went on, I had some pretty intense low back pain. And is, I don't even why know does this I even happen? I know. You were fine I... yesterday. <laughs> it's
0: funny. I mean, I've done the same thing. Now we are. We're not the youngest people anymore. I like to say we're wiser instead of saying we're older. But let's just be honest. Um, yeah. So well,
1: and I, I think where this topic even came up is then, um, I've been trying different things all day to try to get this calmed down and stretching and different things. And um, we typically go to the gym every. Monday the dilemma night. is, do we go and to the gym? So my, you know, part of me was like, I am not going to the gym, and the other part of me was like, I need to go to the gym because. I know the science behind why movement is so important mm-hmm. in addressing and treating back pain.
0: Because most people might say, "I'm hurt. I'm going to take it easy." Mm-hmm. And what like, you're saying is I'm that hurt, is not the it. best thing move. for the body.
1: It's not, and you know, depending
0: on the situation. But for correct, most, correct, most of the time. If you had back surgery, obviously you don't want to go in. But or if you it's like an blew acute out injury, a
1: disc, a, you know, herniated mm-hmm. disc or something, but you know, back pain. 84% of all adults are going to sometime in their life experience back pain. So, so most of our listeners have experienced it. If you haven't, you will. What to do. Sometime. When it happens. Just like me. And um, in 85% of cases, it's it's what we call um, non-specific back pain. Or really what it means is we don't really have a known cause. If we do an X-ray or an MRI of your back, it's going to look normal. And... They're going to say, everything's fine, but and obviously it's not dollars. fine because right. I hurt right now. Um, by the way, I didn't get an x-ray or anything today, but um <laughs> anyway. well, Don't they say
0: usually, I mean, if, if you had a patient come in and they said, I got back pain, you don't normally do an x-ray for a couple no, weeks. No. After two weeks, maybe?
1: No, even, even, even a six month? weeks. But, well, here's the thing. Back pain is broken down into three different categories. There's acute back pain, which means... You know, acute, recent injury, and then subacute, which is anything from four to twelve weeks. And then you mean chronic, it's lasted that long? It's lasted that. It's lasted for four to twelve weeks. So acute is just a few weeks of back pain that maybe is slowly tapering off. And the majority of acute back pain is going to self resolve in four weeks. Um, then we get into chronic back pain, which is anything that's last more than twelve weeks or more than three months. Um, and the reason it's important, again, there there are um, red flags that we talk about with back pain. So if you had trauma, if you have fever, if you Like a you car had,
0: accident would be a trauma? Yeah, or, or a, fall. a fall. You injured,
1: you fell and hurt yourself. Right. Um, if you all of a sudden had incontinence, you couldn't hold your bowel or bladder, that is a red flag. If you have fevers, I think I mentioned that... Um, or if it's such severe pain that you can't move or stand Mm -hmm. or function. I mean, those are red flags you need to be seen. But the majority of these pains and these 85, 84% of people that are going to develop it, it's not in that category. That's such a small minority. Um, gosh, what fifth, the fifth leading cause of all doctors office visits are for back pain though. And that can be anything from acute to subacute to chronic. And uh, anyway, the reason we really want to focus on movement because movement is so crucial for helping us get better. Exercise. Do you feel better after going to the gym? You know, I do. I do. <laughs> it's not gone. I'm going to be honest with you. But I do feel better. Well, you did ice it when you came better. Home. I, The exercise, the movement at the gym made me feel better, I think, than everything I was doing all day. Um, Physiologically,
0: what is it doing when you're moving mm-hmm. the body like that? Yeah, Instead to, well, of being stationary and stagnant,
1: let's stop first and look back at what happens when some injury or strain occurs, right? Um, something has happened to cause some injury or It might have been just a movement, a chronic strain, or stress on those tissues. Usually it's muscles or connective tissues. And what happens is there's some injury-induced neurological changes in those sensory nerves. Sensory ganglia, they're called, but it's like little sensory nerves. So there's actually neurological changes that occur there, that occur in the spinal cord, and also in our brain. And then there's this dump of these pro-inflammatory cytokines, which basically means chemicals that cause inflammation. They get dumped into our system and then there's oxidative stress that's going on and all of this just creates this um, back pain that we sense. And then what happens, exercise can attenuate or lessen all of these pro-inflammatory processes and all these neurological processes and the way that they have studied and are theorizing. I mean, it's really hard to study, but basically they do see that exercise improves pain and function. And a lot of it is if you look at the positive effects on our muscle and our joint and our, uh, their intervertebral discs. That are in there that are like the cushions we see that that metabolism there's always metabolism going on right in our living tissues there and so what we see is all these positive effects on this metabolism we have um, increased blood flow increased nutrients being brought in with exercise which then increases healing and decreases stiffness we also see that uh this is interesting too. Tissues require periodic loading um, like our spine and our joints and those discs and what that does is that that periodic loading will stimulate the metabolism in the cells and in those tissues and also will help repair like micro traumas that are always going on. I mean we're always overdoing and straining and stretching things and then we are constantly repairing tissues and so what happens is if we do the exercising We are going to keep stimulating this good metabolism, this good self-repair. We're going to dump in all these um, anti-inflammatory chemicals. And also we're going to strengthen the muscles and the tissues that are around all those joints. We're going to create stretching and flexibility that we need of our ligaments and tendons, which are going to prevent um, those fibers from tearing so easily. And then the other thing exercise does is what does it increase? Endorphins. So it does help pain by pumping up our endorphins and yeah. helps our brain. So there's a good summary for well, you. That, well, that's, but... a,
0: that's a whole heck of a lot. And, you know, I mean, I know that you were really stiff this morning and I could see you going, uh oh, I wonder what this is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, again, you went on into work but I know afterwards you were like, I think this movement's gonna help me. And it's good to hear that, uh, to your point, Mm -hmm. and what we know physiologically is happening to the body, uh, is setting you up for a better day tomorrow. Right. Um, Right. And and so I think the common um, tendency is to say, oh, I better just lay down. And what we're saying is that, in some extreme cases maybe, but most cases, probably, simple movement would be would be helpful
1: bed rest is 100 percent not recommended any longer i mean way back years ago you know it was this myth that oh if you hurt your back goes out they put you to bed and we know for sure that is not a good thing to do it actually slows recovery causes more pain and so i know it's hard i mean i don't deal with chronic low back pain Um, and I'm not in excruciating, incapacitating 10 out of 10 pain, but you know, this morning I was like, Ooh, this is hitting a a pretty good level. And I was hoping I could get up and down out of my chair to see patients, but I do know that the more I just, and I did spend a lot of time just moving. We we talk a lot about functional movement, right? Um, And our whole Opt to Live movement program is not really so much about like exercise, go to the gym, lift weights, run a marathon, all that kind of stuff, because that's some pretty intense stress on us. But it's the functional movement that we have to do on a day-to-day basis and throughout a day to help us function in our life, and our
0: jobs. And if you're trying to understand what is functional movement, um, there's a difference between, if you are um, cleaning houses for a living, uh, there's functional movement for those movements. And if you're a concrete guy working with concrete all day, those are gonna be completely different probably. So when we say functional movement, it is so dependent on how that person depending on their job, is moving their body, and which muscles are being used within it. Um, I always think, because I know I have had chronic lower back pain, I've had neck surgery, I'm a little bit of an expert on this topic, Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I know that as I've gotten older, I like to say wiser, but as I've gotten wiser, um, I know that my body and my mind and my muscles don't function the same as when I was 18. Um, there's, sometimes I've had these misfires. And I might be just brushing my teeth. And for some reason, all of a sudden, I've strained. <laughs> the muscles don't fire right. And I strain the, ba- the back muscles. Um, what we do know is that these back muscles are tiny. And what we're supposed to be using is the core muscles. And, and Amy, you and I, and, and mom, Linda Banner, had a chronic lower back pain program uh, and we worked with you know quite a few people with this back pain program and continue to work with people on it. Um, but we know the modality there was yoga. We had yoga therapy. So some real simple exercises and stretches. Typically, we want to strengthen the body first before we really stretch it. Uh, we also had massage therapy in that solution, mm-hmm. but we talked to them about healthy eating and, and some of the other pillars within you know our four pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, but had an 18 percent reduction in cost and a 43 uh, percent increase in quality of life measures, uh, which was pain and emotion and and uh, I know you were working with these these mm-hmm. patients as well. And we had one gentleman that was almost in a wheel he was in a walker on the way in mm-hmm. um, and within a month just couldn't believe the results uh, when he's just walking out of there we had some people that hadn't played golf in years and then they started playing golf again so to your point there is something with movement mm-hmm. there's something with and because ha- had they not gone through the program and started moving they would still be not playing golf and they it would still be with a And it very cane.
1: counterintuitive. I mean, right. I get it because I was like, oh, I hurt. I don't even want to get up. And, um, But we have to. And I, I think we have to listen to our body and we have to be safe and wise because there is a difference, the acute pain versus the chronic pain. Um, and I think in acute pain, again, if you're not having any of those alarm symptoms or neurological symptoms of weakness in your legs right. or something like that. Um, moving continuing to just be physically active and if you already are one who has a regular exercise regimen we went to the gym tonight I didn't do my regular routine but I I still got on the elliptical. I wasn't sure. I thought, you right. know what? I'm going to do. But we backed it down I a little bit. I think we
0: did 15 minutes I, elliptical. I cut it
1: back, and I cut down my intensity, like you could pick yeah. different levels. And I just, and so everything was slower. I still got my heart rate up some, so I got my 15 mm-hmm. minutes of increased heart rate today. And I did some of my... Um, I, yeah, I noticed changed we weren't my racing each other teams. today because yeah, we're usually on a separate win. machine I felt like I And then I did. I did. Um, my <laughs> ab routine was different. I tried not to do stuff that was requiring my back, and I was doing some more core strengthening and things. And then I um, I still did my shoulder exercises that I try to do every other day. So, you know, again, I think it's listening to your body and it may just be doing some stretches or walking or whatever you can handle.
0: Well, and I think what we want to say as well, of course, uh, the optolib plan is the four pillars and, and we know when you balance out the four, you live optimally. Um, but what we want to tell people is that if you have back pain or you know someone that has back pain, um, and they're not, you know, wanting to work through it, you know, this is something that our coaches, we have the modalities for helping people with back pain. Um, and so I think sometimes, you know, the nuance of, oh, I want to live optimally, I need to do this live, it could be that I just have back pain and I need some help moving to that next level, uh, which our OptiLive coaches can do as well. I mean, these are these are techniques and modalities that we are uh, experts in, uh, so we can help people with that.
1: It is confusing knowing what what is that movement, what is that activity that you need to be striving for if you sit a lot. I mean, this was something today too. I realized that you know I've been sitting a lot more because I've been pretty darn busy in the office. It's the season, the flu season, and this and that, and um, sitting a lot, doing charts, and so. I would sit during the day and I the longer I was kind of sitting and seeing patients and go to get up, so I, I was doing a lot of lunges and working on my hip so flexors as. and my psoas and trying to stretch that out and I was doing literally in the nurse's station every between every two patients I was like I've got to stretch and I was just doing some gentle stretches and you know so it, it, it's um I mean I'm, the solution again, is stretch the psoas
0: stretch mm-hmm. the piriformis, strengthen the core right if we can maintain core strength and Tony I think it's Tony because I've got pretty good, good core tony, strength good. but there's a tone so Tony means that the muscles rate of fire when the brain says oh let's do this movement the tone muscles are the ones that fire first hmm. if they start if we start getting a little lazy with the muscles in the toning then the wrong ones fire which is what happens when I get older I'm gonna say wiser I don't <laughs> like saying old um, but tomorrow I'm fifty. no two more days oh, yeah. I'm 53. Day in two days I know Anyway, so you know, we get to that point to where we realize that toning is so important, which is why some kind of daily movement, functional movement's ideal because this is toning for the muscles that you do every day at your work to minimize. because that minimizes potential injury.
1: And that's where our coaches come into play because right. what is your functional movement is going to be different than mine. Oh everybody's which is going to be Yeah, everybody's different. is different and and uh, so I think everybody gets this idea that our move pillar is about okay we're gonna give you a regimen to go to the gym or to do yoga or to do this or that we're really trying to step back and look at what's going to improve your quality of life decrease your risks of having back pain having any kind of chronic pain I mean we're all feeling a little stiffer and inflamed and um, joint issues as we age and and what we're trying to do is show you ways to lessen that or reverse it
0: it is getting smarter um, I think as we get wiser older Um, because I mean look at what would we ran three marathons Mm -hmm. and I mean that's we we put a lot of energy into that But I remember when I when I threw out my neck, my cervical neck, and we had surgery, I was down for two weeks. And in two weeks, um, all of my back pain went away. And I was just I just thought, well, this is just part of um, you know being healthy and oh my God, I mean the back pain I lived with was terrible. Uh, but I didn't realize it until after being um, kind of a little, off of the running for two weeks and all of it goes away. Mm -hmm. So, and it was from that, kind of that day forward, which I didn't really like it because we were kind of running junkies um, to find something different. And that's where I kind of picked up the yoga. I realized target heart rate and using these big muscles, the leg muscles to get to that so that I keep the heart healthy, uh, keeping the body tone, functional movement, definitely core strength. Um, and then whatever other movements that typically I would do, uh, in my day or in my work and keeping those at the top of, uh, what I do for my exercises.
1: And it's not a lot of time you have to spend every day. No, we don't
0: have to go to the gym for two hours. Mm -hmm. It is funny how many people are like, Oh, well you
1: guys, I'm here.
0: I mean, we had a buddy tell us that's right. You guys look so well, anyway, she goes, you look so good. And you get in here after me and always leave before me, what are you doing? right and so we do move but it's mostly intake right 80 percent intake 20 mm-hmm. percent movement mm-hmm. so yeah if you're wanting to lose weight it's all in what you're eating <laughs> uh, and that's a difficult thing sometimes but obviously our coaches are expert in this um so what else uh any any other points amy you want to make
1: no i just think that again you remembering that exercise can treat back pain it can prevent back pain and it can also prevent recurrences if you're somebody who's had back pain or somebody that has chronic low back pain and i mean it's amazing there are physical physiological changes that we can induce and you know this really goes into just arthritis in general and different things but today I happen to be more on our back pain. <laughs> <How> <laughs> it's a little appropriate. pertinent well, in sure. my life right now so yeah i mean i'm i'm really Thinking that you know, hopefully in the next 24 hours I'll be on a new road to recovery and and again I think it's going to be me re looking at my daily activity and practices and and maybe being a little more mindful of what I've been doing, um, whether it's how much work or exercise I've been doing or too much exercise. I mean I've been kind of pondering that as well and getting a little more at a root cause of why it even flared, but that's for another I guess day. But hopefully Absolutely. you can uh, reach out to one of our coaches and
0: get uh, yeah, yeah, some help if you'd like. We're definitely here. We um, we appreciate you, Amy, uh, taking the time to share this content with us. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there. Uh, if we're saying one out of five office visits is uh, for back pain. So if you or someone you know is having back pain, um, you know, have them listen to this uh, podcast, uh, share it with somebody, or have them get a hold of us. Uh, you can always reach us at optolive.com or shamrockwellness.com uh we look forward to seeing you guys soon have a great day hey this is the optolive team
1: with your optolive podcast and as always breathe, breathe in. In. Move, move sleep, sleep.